1: Thank you for joining us.
2: Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the Pure Hope Show. The first thing I want to do is say to everybody who's listening out there, happy, happy Thanksgiving. And for those of you who are not able to listen live, you perhaps are listening on our archive, happy Thanksgiving and happy holidays to you as well. We are going to be talking about Consciousness, or maybe I should say, our guest speaker, who I believe is an expert on consciousness, will be speaking on consciousness. As we become our higher self, Or expanded self, I believe that we all experience many higher states of consciousness that we are already in, and we might not know that we are in them already. These states can come absolutely natural, they are the natural state of PBR. And with the understanding of that, we increase our observation, attention, and we become more aware than ever before. I have talked a lot about Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he has said that scientists have done research after research after research. And he reported either 75 and sometimes even 90% of our thoughts and our feelings that we had had today, just this day, are the same exact thoughts that you had yesterday, and perhaps the day before that, and the day before that, and the day before that. So he talks a lot about consciousness as well. And so we're going to take a time during this interview with Janet Barrett um, of greater attunement with our higher dimension, and we'll really be having a growing ability in being more fluid when I'm with her and when talking. Uh, she would always say, "Let's be still for a while and see what we're going to get here." And the first time that she did that with me, I thought, "Huh? What do you mean, be still and see what we're going to get?" And then I realized that I had to open up my mind to explore that unknown that would just start to speak to me. So our guest tonight is Janet Barrett. I hope I'm not messing up. That Barrett. Barrett. Thank you, Janet. <laughs> I'm feeling spirit already, so I can feel the energy. She has an ability to help people enter into a sense of wonder again. I love those words. She does not consider herself a healer, as that is limiting what is possible. She facilitates the person's ability to go within to their own inner wisdom from a state of awareness. And all this brings about the possibility to manifest. So on the quantum level where she takes us, and I believe she takes me every time I talk to her, I believe tonight all of you listening and all of you listening on our archives will have the ability to go uh, into that quantum level of consciousness, which is the unknown. And uh, that is the perfect place to create. From. I always tell people we cannot create necessarily anew from the known. And so Janet has this wonderful, wonderful, warm sense of wonder and fun to take people into this quantum level. Um, This is the quantum model of creating a new reality versus repeating the creation of the old. When we work together with Janet, um, you might begin to establish a state of what she calls the core. And you begin to see your issues are only patterns holding you in states of consciousness and affecting your physical, perhaps even emotional, or mental realm. And in your work with her, she helps you shift these states in easy, fun, and profound ways. So we are going to start, shall we? So please help me welcome Janet Barrett, right? Barrett.
3: <laughs> Barrett, why am I saying it wrong all a time? Okay. <laughs> You do exactly what I do. You get essence, and the details aren't always there, right? So it's, <laughs> it's, it's Janet Barrett. And I do know I, that Barrett. I can trust. I can't trust much else in my world, but that one's there.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
2: you are calling in from Portland, Oregon, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and you're way, way away in Minnesota. Is that it? Yes. So tough. Oh my, goodness. Yes,
1: so like my <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah. And we are
2: in we are in the midst of a snowstorm coming soon. That's what the weatherman says. Oh so we no. Will
3: what
0: we're happy
3: uh, well, we're all one, right? And I think that's such <laughs> a delight. It's very hard to concept that you're that far away because I hear you right here in my ear. Oh, right? well, I know, I know. And when um
2: Uh, I want to tell everybody that I'm on a Zoom conference with uh, Janet every month with teachers from around the world and across the nation, and she, and you do, Janet, you do such a wonderful facilitation of bringing us to a level of no thing or think not, or
3: (laughs) it just amazes
2: (laughs) me, quite frankly.
3: Amazes me. That's very sweet of you. Thank you. Well, you know, what's interesting is that um, when your heart available, right, when when you can be there, I can hear you in my ear, but I also feel you in my field. I feel you in my being. And so you might as well be sitting right next to me. And I think that's the the grace and the wonder of being is that it's not about the physicality it's about the meeting in the field so we're meeting where which is within all of us our sense of oneness as consciousness and you ask for a definition of consciousness and i consider myself a consciousness educator but to tell you what that is is trying to describe the elusive right or the thing that, if you can name it, it is not that, right? What it, What you yeah. name yeah. is just that little bit of glimmer that you can tag, and there are much more erudite, tuned in people than me that that track all this kind of thing and have wonderful explanations. And I got into this. I was very metaphysical and oriented that way. And then, but I had health issues, and it wasn't really help, helping me health-wise, till I got into consciousness technologies, and then introduced quantum realm and quantum mechanics and quantum physics, and in, opened up that informational way. And what I realized is that for me personally, um, my definitions of God and Source and Universe and all that kinda had a not a manipulation but a way to make it easier to be in the realm of what we call spirituality and religion and where I think for most people, um in how you organize your internal space that consciousness anymore to me is what someone might call it God, someone might call it source, someone might call it something, the scientists will call it zero point field. It's all really the same thing. It's the intangible that is present within us that we know from as a clear experience because it doesn't have any reference when you go to knowledge, which is different, that's something you've learned. I don't think you learn about consciousness. I think you are consciousness. And what you do is you unfold into the awakening. That's the awakening that we read about in mystical works and Buddhists and, you know, all the different um, religions that hold that spirituality that way. Does that, no. it, does no. that, is that helpful love, at all? I love that. I love that. name consciousness
2: educator. I mean, I love that when you say um, we are consciousness, you can't, we are consciousness. So how how do you help people find um, you know, lots of people who are perhaps are listening, might like, listen even like five years from now in our archives and say, hmm, let's say on consciousness.
3: So how mm. do you help
2: people understand that they are consciousness?
3: Well, you know, how do you explain air? you know it wins. yeah. You see it and you know it but you can't you don't really know and see what you think you see, right? It's it's an experience. It's something that happens to you because you can't really tag, oh, that's wind. I can see the effects of wind. I see the leaves blowing. I can feel the breeze on my body. But to say, oh, you're describing a feeling, you're describing a sensation, you're describing a visual. We know it's air and it's moving, and so we're going to call it wind. You know, I think that's kind of, what consciousness is it's something that is there we we scramble for verbiage because we 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 like that right it's something that self the human form is trying to identify because then it's in a sense of relation and safety and trust and those kind of things but i think what it's just it just is Mm -hmm. And when you Mm -hmm. stop your programming, when you stop your story, when you stop thinking you are what you are, and you allow yourself to sink below that surface into where consciousness is present in everyone, because consciousness was before. And before there was you in this incarnation, in this form. So when I work with people, it's about appreciating that it's like, okay, you can see your hand and you see your hand. You have two hands, and you can see them. You can feel them. You can experience them. And they're real, what we call real. Well, the space in between your two hands is as real. It is as full of information just in a different organization. So that is within you you it was here before you were in this incarnation and it is at your core and no core see that's that's the tricky thing about physicality and the, and this place of contrast so it's about how you organize how you perceive yourself to be what your beliefs are, what your trainings, what your learnings, what your assumptions, what your biases have formed as, and just realizing that that is nice story. It could be a tragic story. It could be a dramatic story. It could be a lovely story. It could be all kinds, all at the same time. But it is a projection, and it's a state you're generating, and consciousness is both a sense, a sensory experience, and a state, and it's everything and more. Is that helpful? I don't. <laughs> oh my God! It
2: is so helpful. I scribbled on my piece of paper, filled <laughs> <laughs> with information, in organization. When you said bringing both the hands together, you have a right hand and you have a left hand. And in the middle of those two hands is consciousness, and many people think it's nothing, but it's Mm -hmm. consciousness, Mm
0: -hmm. and it's
2: filled with information in a different organization. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So how do people use, or could the people use, that consciousness between the two hands that's in a different organization?
3: Oh, well, when you're, it depends on how you form reality. And see, we all form our reality. And each of, and it is individual to each of us, and yet it is common in a lot of places. We share in that, and that's that state of oneness that's always there. So, you know, consciousness to me, I might describe, because <laughs> I love pie, uh, as this huge pie. Right, and then you have all the slices of pie, and every slice of pie is a different flavor, but it's still pie, right mm-hmm. and what happens is we are the individuals that collectively are the field of consciousness we're all the so we have our individuality in our form, and individual individuality in our form is going to include the rock it's going to include that sky it's going to include your baby brother it's Everything falls within the core of consciousness, is in that pie. Each has, because the pie is a spectrum, but it really doesn't have form. So picture the pie where the sides go. There is no plate. The crust is falling apart. The flavors are all still unique, but there's nothing in a form anymore. And so it's kind of like when you take a slice of pie and you eat it. Right, you mm-hmm. have that moment of taste, but the pie is no more. Mm. And and so, you digest something, but the pie, what what it represents, that moment is really what consciousness is. It's that moment, because mm-hmm. most of us are not designed to track at all it all in order. And that is a wild thing. I didn't expect to say that. So there you go. <laughs> I love it because I go back
2: to our Zoom meetings, and um, again, Dr. Joe, just and many other people, but they'll talk about um, how can you help people find the sweet spot of the generous moment. I love that statement. How can you help people find the sweet spot? Of the generous moment that has no thing, nobody, no, no title.
3: Yeah, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think you start. See now, see, because we think in terms of beginning and endings, etc. We think linear, and that's that's one way to organize information, but it's not the only other. It's not the only way. So, yeah. so if we're going to start someplace, because We'll start someplace. I think it for right in this moment, and there is where I go to, right in this moment what I notice is that there is a sweet spot. So I remove the question that there is one to go to. And I put it in terms of the sweet spot is already within, because everything is within consciousness. So I don't have to go look for it. It is already there, and it's within. So that really kind of puts me at an advantage in saying, well, is there one, and how do I get there? So it's a matter of saying it's already here, it's in here, and I'm okay with that. Now, how do I experience that sweet spot? Ah, what do I have to let go of in order to experience? And there's where you start to fall away from your story and your myth and your, your built-up illusions of identity, and it relaxes, and then you can go, ah, that's different. Maybe that's my sweet spot. And if this is my sweet spot, what would it be like to really be connected to it? What would it be like to be there now? And you just let time and space shift.
0: There we go.
3: So Uh it's, it's letting go of our assumptions that it's something you have to look for, it's something you have to earn or deserve, or it's out there and I'm on a quest and I... I have to be good enough, you know, big enough, strong enough, wealthy enough, because we're very organized around chasing things, because we're doers. And when you're in a doing state, you have to have something happen. So we organize around it. When you accept yourself as consciousness, you're into being. And the only doing comes out of being hmm. as an expression of the being expressing itself. Wow. Yeah. I get it. And yeah. So it's a reorganization that. Um, how you get to look at your rule sets, and this is what consciousness technologies do um, and why I enjoy that field because it allows me to question everything, but not from a defensive place. Now, because you can feel that, right? You just feel that there's just being here. There's no defensiveness. There's no protectiveness. There's no I've got to figure something out. You're just opening. You can feel that, right, Janice? We can feel yeah. that relaxation that's taking place in there. There's no work here. There's no yeah. effort here. There's It's not even, see, if we use the word ease, then that's that's kind of coming from self. It's saying, okay, I need this to be easier to do. If it, No, if it's effortless, If it's just about being, then flow happens, and there's nothing to do. All there is is observance. It's just where do you shift your focus to? And so, you know, we're always going to be attached to control and mind, and those are fine and those are fun. They can run interference a lot because mind is often our biases and our setups. So there, and we think they form a truth, but they don't. They just create an elusive, illusional state is what they generate. And you just go, hmm. What if I just let go of all that in this moment? And what if I was just free to notice something and use my senses in their oh, okay, metaphysical term or their higher sense, or actually what it is is the bandwidth, right? And we don't have to keep remaking things. We don't have to keep isolating things and creating separateness. It's all the same thing. Wow. So, you know, wow. that's that's what I think life is about. hmm <laughs> You live that. I have a question for you. Katie actually
2: has a question for you. I'm going to put okay. on the air right now. All right.
1: Hi, Hi Katie. Thank you. Hi, Katie. Hi. Thank you both for taking my call.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Do you have um, a question for my, Janet? Yeah. Um, I'm working on releasing... Well, I want to manifest some things quickly, but I want to work on um, releasing, um, I guess, some limiting beliefs mm-hmm. or like a loyalties, or any, um, even I want to release. Stop telling myself I can't afford things. I just don't like saying that. I don't like the feeling. Yeah.
3: Uh, And it's kind of contradictory to manifesting things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Are you manifesting uh, what you want or you deserve? Or, you know, those are the kind of questions that come up.
1: I want to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to manifest a new position and a job, something that pays Mm -hmm. me abundantly. I want to manifest a new home. I want to manifest a new man. I don't know. <laughs> I feel. I mean, I've been doing a lot of interviewing for for jobs, not met I have been doing a lot of interviewing, um, so I'm kind of waiting to hear back from some of those things. And I'm also just applying for some new things. I've done a lot, a lot of interviewing, so I'm just seeing. So it's kind of like I don't know yet. Am I? Am I manifesting? <laughs>
3: Well, you, okay, so you, you raised some good points, Katie, and I think to apply to life in general for all of us, right, is that mm-hmm. um, we think manifesting is work. Uh-huh. And when you come from the doer position, it is. I have to do something in order to have something. Uh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and that I'm a doer. Can be, I'm definitely a doer. Right, and I can hear that, and you wanna do lots of things, um, and I can appreciate that because why not, right um yeah, it's what if I, okay let me let me notice here for a moment um, there we go, something's shifting there, we think we have to have an answer. And that sometimes interflows, inter, affects, and interrupts, and interacts with having the answer. And you know, one thing mm-hmm. that Janice mentioned earlier was about the unknown. And you're dealing mm-hmm. with the unknown because you, yeah, yeah, you have in mind several things. So, how do you embrace the unknown? And if you I don't go know. there,
1: very fearful, very.
3: Got it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. that I'm was very so worried. honest. Okay. That yeah. was so honest. So here you are wanting something, but actually you're fearing it. So in well, this no, I'm noticing, not fearing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that it's, it's not going to happen or it'll happen well,
1: see, but that's all when colors when I want it to happen. Yeah, that oh, okay, all colors
3: okay, it. Okay. That all colors it. Because what happens okay. is that that becomes part of what you're looking at. So in the area of contrast. So if you could notice for a moment maybe, and this is for all of us, in just noticing what is present right in this moment. What is it that all of that is going to do for you? And we know, we hear about manifesting and deserving and all that. Mm -hmm. I think... And because we can get very uh, into our things, the things will, will make us happy. But maybe it's about freedom. I know a lot of people, they want abundance because they, want, they, they have that associated with freedom to make their choices and get more things and, you know, power, whatever it might be. So just notice what it is that all that is about what it's connected to. And you may have a good, strong sense of that, or maybe not. And that's okay. Just allow yourself to accept. Accept your own worth. Mm -hmm. And notice what happens with that. And that's got change in it. I have clients that often come to me that are like, oh, my business has dropped off, died. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, go ski because we have a mountain up not too far away. <laughs> Take uh-huh. the day off. And she's like, looks at me and she goes, "Damn. Every time you tell me to do that, I go away and I come back and I have more business and I know what to do with." And I said, "Yeah, because it's your focus. So my suggestion would be to take all that bag of want. Create your bag of want, right? you got a big bag mm-hmm. of want there. You want a lot of things. Put it all together. Mm-hmm. And put it over there. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Now what do you notice? Uh. Yeah, there's a lot happening there, isn't there? <laughs>
1: Yeah, you. I think I'm a little. I'm, I'm a little stressed because I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm in some situations and I need things kind of like fast or yeah, right away.
3: Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. So just and notice I, the bag over there. Mhm. Notice what you are without the bag.
1: Without my wants. Yeah. Uh you said notice where I am without the bag or how I feel. Notice what did you say?
3: Doesn't matter. Just put the bag over there. <laughs> okay. Be separate from it. Okay. 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 And breathe. And just breathe. And feel you. <sighs> This is what we do. we get so caught up in all that stuff we forget to just be, yeah, okay. Now, as you be and you move through your inspiration, remember, I was talking about moving through our inspiration, not our motivation, and you've you're feeling motivated and compromised because you've got outside stuff that you're telling you I gotta mm-hmm. do something, I gotta do something quick. So we put that mm-hmm. aside, that's self. Put that aside mm-hmm. and be present and notice what you feel inspired to do. What <laughs> I feel inspired to do? Uh... See, what if it was okay to feel inspired to listen to yourself? Um,
1: I don't know. I feel like I am extremely Extremely stressed, and I think I need to take it easy.
3: Got it. <laughs> I and need if you ski, I'd say go ski up the mountain, right? <laughs> so, so I just joined noticed. The gym today. I actually
1: went and joined the gym today, and I went and worked out. I haven't been to the gym, in, I don't know since the time.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So that was like my little start, but I while I was working out, I was worried. I, I wouldn't let myself I kept telling myself I was trying to be well, present.
3: Yeah. The challenge of, of you know, of working out is that uh those are kinda of doer places. I gotta work out. I gotta oh. do this. You know. <laughs> so you're kinda of, you know, so self care. So just notice what it'd be like to put your feet up sit mm-hmm. in the tub. Have your glass of wine. Have someone massage your back. Self-care. Just allow yourself to know you're all right. Okay. And because the strength of what Janice and I do is that we are all right no matter what it looks like. That's just story. So notice what it feels like without the bag of stuff. And notice how you identify that that is you in the bag. And that's not helpful either. <laughs> so just keep letting it go over there. What would it be like to let go of the bag of stuff?
1: Um I guess it would be stress-free kind of. Wow. It looks
3: <laughs> so severe. You're getting anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, you're getting there So just notice what it'd be like To let go of the fear and anxiety It's okay to have them We don't judge it, it's probably reasonable You know, but the thing is yeah. It's not always helpful, right? It's not always helpful So we, yeah. my world yeah. is organized around user-friendly You know, I want oh. to feel good about life <laughs> I'm not here to punish myself Screw that Right, <laughs> right
1: Right. I up. like that. I love yeah. that. I love that.
3: Yeah. I'm not. I, I anybody can do too. that. <laughs> you know that doesn't take any skill. So, and just appreciating and being, because what happens is everything's going to reorganize around this. You are not that stuff you think you are. That all your value you have put in that stuff. And that's fine, but just notice—is that you? There you go. There you go. Can you feel that shift? Yeah. I yeah. I actually do
1: feel a shift. I actually do feel a shift, but I don't think—I don't think I think I am the stuff. I think it's like a risk. it's things I want to accomplish. And okay. It's like- so
3: notice. Your sense of right. accomplishment You are your sense of accomplishment That's your, what you've created Okay So what if you weren't Your sense of accomplishment What if Oh you, you mean like,
1: like What if I didn't have to do these things That I feel
3: I have to do Yeah that would be a start What if that's What <sighs> you decided you are What if that's not your truth so, and I want for all everyone listening, Janice, who you know, not I'm not excluding everyone. This work is about when information shows up, just noticing it, and 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 in that, everything has the ability to undo. And one thing you had mentioned about you know leading people into this state, we're already in the state, and I think we can all feel that something's a little. Different, And as things relax, information shows up. What Katie and I might be talking about that seems personal to her is going across this field of awareness. So anyone who's been accomplishment-oriented or whatever parts of the story that she and I are talking about relates to everybody. I guarantee every human in Western society has thinks about comparison, success, accomplishment, having, not having. That's all and more is in all of this. So you can notice changes when you don't even, you go, hmm, what's going on? That feels a little different. That's perfect. That's exactly what we're after. So what are you noticing now, Katie? Um,
1: I'm thinking or feeling that I need to just, do a lot of praying and turning things over uh, maybe to my angels or something or my guide. Okay, uh,
3: okay.
0: yeah.
1: Cause, um, you ever ask yeah, for help? Yeah. yeah, I do, I do, but it just, just like feels like a little like slow motion. But
3: um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's like, okay, I want help, I want it now, and I want it the way I want it. That sounds like
1: a kid, so. No, no, actually, no, 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 actually, I was looking for a job, right, and I think I've only worked maybe two months, maybe possibly three months out of the whole year. So I've been, like, looking for a job for a long, long time, and it's like I'm close, you know, but I haven't got the job off I want yet. You know, know, it could come next week, I don't know.
3: I, I think if you take this time, And Mm -hmm. uh, allow yourself to relax and just notice what it would be like to ask for help and call on resources. This is all within you already. That the rest of what shows up might change. And just take, you know, when we're off the air, just notice that bag of stuff. Pull out what you want. Let the rest of it go. And when you pull out something from it, you get to relate to it and go, is this really what I think it is and what I want it to be? And just allow it to come apart and see how it goes, okay? Yes, thank you. This was, uh,
1: you may, I I started to understand how, I I guess, I'm I'm realizing that I'm very, I have a, a strong anxiety. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of stress, and I don't think I right. uh, acknowledged it. <laughs> so, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. You're thank very you. creative, <laughs> like the rest. Thank of you. <laughs> thank, thank you, you. Thank for sweetie. calling in. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank, thank you so
3: much.
2: I loved that visual. I absolutely loved that visual of the bag very, of stuff. Absolutely, because what you are inviting her and inviting all of us to do is just be conscious. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: versus become consciousness. You're asking her and all of us to be consciousness, because I yes. again I'll get, go back to you. there's right hand, left hand, space between mm-hmm. the hands, there's consciousness. If you're in consciousness, it rearranges, it reorganizes it, and I think that in our Western world, um, we're to be doers, 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 yeah, doers, doers, right. doers, and that's what Katie can kind of sound like, as well as all of us. Is that we? It'd be amazing, and I believe that's the sweet spot of generosity. I love those three words to together. If we can find the sweet moment spot of generosity, we are consciousness, and in that consciousness, that's what moves the mega and changes it.
3: And I, I love, love, love your, that you know that sweet spot of yeah. That's that's a that's a nice way to refer to that.
2: Yeah, because yeah. to me, when you were talking that's what the sweet spot is, is,
0: mm-hmm. and it
2: sounds like we're doing nothing, but we're so much in, we can, I think that's kind of doing when we're in consciousness,
0: when we're fully
3: present. We Yeah, that's, that's, that's the funny part of it, right? That's the kind of it. Yeah. yeah, totally. Is that it seems like, and that is one of the most, Those are the powerful words, seems like, we assume, we presume, you know, we project. And what we were talking about is that, what you were talking about, is that 85% of what you thought today was what you thought the day before and the day before and the day before, unless something rattled the cage and got in there. And we are such habituated thinkers, we don't recognize this. So it goes back to rule sets. I mean, there's so much that, you know, consciousness is present. And she, once Katie was, you know, I, I was prefacing information as I was noticing it. She wasn't agreeing, and that was totally appropriate because from where she was in her perspective, she wasn't aware of what I was noticing, right? And that's why we work with other people. It's great because they always have different perspectives and stuff. And then when she had time to orient there, she's like, "Oh, I yes. kind of yes. got an idea now." And this what st- that's what happens. We stop the story we stop it in changing well put it in a bag over there and you know and let's see what happens and you know we hold on we don't want to give up our bag that's who we think we are right and we can realize hopefully at some point that that's our projection that's our assumption those are some somebody told me because what I can feel for Katie and everyone else who's accomplishment oriented and things aren't happening quick enough, is that our sense of timing, we're out of alignment with it, because time is malleable. So you can make lots of things happen when you're in that place of appreciating that time is malleable, and that whatever is pushing us is pushing us, and we're not in our flow. We're in a push mode. So relieve that pressure and stop. And, yes, choices are made, choices have happened, repercussions come of that, and whatever that path is about, whatever that journey is about, is what your life is about in that moment. doesn't mean it will always be that, because we're not in a habituated state. We're inviting ourselves to go, well, if I didn't know how to do this, which is one thing we attribute to prayer and faith is that if I call upon my gods and my my angels and all those, and those are all wonderful references for people. They're all part of consciousness as much as whatever we've created. Um, and that brings us solace. That brings us a way to give up control because that's really what the unknown is. It's the uncontrollable. It's what we don't have already in our pocket to count on, right? Um, it just allows us to reorganize, to breathe, to be present. And that's, you know, where I think the gift of life is about being present. Yeah, yeah. And I like that word
2: reorganize because, again, it doesn't
3: feel like we're reorganizing anything, but our consciousness. We are consciousness. uh, You you know, see, I... I, (laughs) You know, in, in how we've organized religion and spirituality and life, and we see these all as separate things. And we have to appreciate that religion or dogmas, they become a form, right? And they hold information in a certain pattern. Spirit. that's not spirituality. Um, spirituality is also its thing and what we're doing is we're looking to free up all these definitions and belief systems and go into being and if you realize that you are that is not about belief that is about yeah. being right yeah. and um and freeing ourselves up from the way our parents described our world, and we've interpreted that, and how we've created it, because that's all been essence and source and individuality that's that's present and saying, well, you know, if I incarnate this time around, what might I want to explore? Hmm, what does it feel like to lose a leg? Okay, sure, why not? You know, I mean, because there isn't that kind of attachment in. Uh, as consciousness to to what we experience, and it's just outcome and choices. Oh, how am I going to react to this? Okay, I can get angry, and I, that sets me down that course, and there I am for the rest of my life. Or I can make another choice, and that sets me down that that course of the life. And you know, the same issue shows up in different personas all all the time till we get it until whatever we want mm-hmm. out of it
0: Hmm. Hmm.
2: because you said something on our Zoom meeting that I have not let go of (laughs) because I came back and I told Janelle and Amy my assistants and um, beautiful young women that we have here at the temple who do a lot of work I said well I was on my Zoom meeting with Janet and she helped us stay within the present moment and then you said We each can perceive that moment differently, still being in the same moment. Mm -hmm. Didn't you say something like that? Like we can each experience, I think you said the word experience. We can each experience the moment in our own experiential way. And we can walk away from the moment experiencing that moment differently. Mm -hmm. So it must go. So it must go back to what you said. It depends on how we organize that moment.
3: Yeah, probably so. I was trying to track that, you know. And you're describing being, <laughs> which is that elusive thing we were talking about earlier. So I I think if that was in reference to that we're all, we're in our individuality. We have all organized our sense of being. And so consciousness is the collectively held place. There's no differences, right? But in the diversity, we each are going to have, through our own mechanism, the human form, and whatever our soul, presence, essence is operating under, In self is the interface of essence always. And in what we experience is and create as our reality, our individual realities, are just moments right? And is. everything is a moment, like a film strip, you know, all the little yeah. frames. And yeah. I think that's probably where this is coming from. And in describing that, um, you can cut that film up wherever. Each one is an individual moment. That moment yeah. could last a lifetime, right, of awareness, or that moment yeah. could disappear in the blink of an eye. Um and due to, to the individual who's running the film, who's filming the film, who's acting in the film, who's directing the film, who's processing the film, your film could look exactly like mine, but not. Right? We may be filming the same subject, but we're going to all have our own little piece of the pie about it. And um, it's how you organize how you relate to, and what I'm often doing is like, okay, we have this moment right now. That is about as being present is the moment, right,
1: mm-hmm. where the
3: story mm-hmm. stops, the past stops, the future hasn't happened and is not yet dictated because of this moment. Now, most people are in the, pre, in the past, and they're yeah. in the past influencing now and their future, so it kind of just goes down the path, right? And in in what I look to do is that in being present, the past stops. It becomes the past. Yeah. No guarantee it's the future. So I can take this moment, this moment of awareness, which has already happened, it's already done, but I'm slow to get to it, right, in our, our ability to notice it and articulate and say, oh, I'm having a moment. Thank you. Um, I can recall this. I can recall this because it's within myself as the consciousness level, right? Mm -hmm. Self is going to forget it. Self is going to remember the past and color it, and we know they do that. They have all this, you know, about how emotions will change what you look at, uh, what you remember. So you really can't, after a while, trust your memory about anything because the emotions depends upon the state of emotion you're in right now when you view the thing that happened 15 years ago. And those might not be the same emotional states at all or you might be totally thrown into that emotional state and that's what we call that, you know, post-traumatic state that's active, right? It's like everything is active and alive again. So we're doing it all the time. It's just how we reference it, and where it leaves more of an imprint or not, right? I guess it's how we organize the brain, you know, and mind working together. It's just fascinating to me. And, you know, <laughs> do you remember so where your Katie, keys are? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I couldn't, you couldn't pronounce your last name. <laughs> all <the
2: time>. Yeah. <laughs> Did that answer your so, question? <laughs> yeah, so when Katie was talking about anxiety. Mm-hmm. that means she's not present in the moment, as, and I'm not just picking on Katie, just all of no, us. No, no,
3: no, yeah, yeah, right.
2: Okay, well, it, so when, what does that mean when somebody says, I am experiencing uh, chaos or anxiety or depression? Is it that they're really not in the moment? Are they in the past
3: then, registering something from the past? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I have a feeling it's probably both, right? Something mm-hmm. has. If it's if it's a triggered memory, then something triggered it, right? And that emotional state was powerful enough at the time that it's present. Um, it, it's like I'm right there now. If you're in your, you know, uh, you just notice something and oh, um, anxiety is created. It's either triggered from that me- some kind of memory or it's perhaps I would think, whoa, I have a choice here and I don't know which one to make because I know anxiety and pain are in the same place in the parietal lobe. One's physical, one's emotional, right, responses. And so what I do a lot of times with people is, okay, so there's information up Something, something's got the, the system stimulated, and we experience it anxi- as anxiety, which is a feeling, pretty much, an emotional feeling. Um, but it could certainly be a physical feeling, you know, something jittery, and something, something's going on. It's stimulated mm-hmm. to the system on all these levels. And what do you do with it? What I no, there's that. that can be a conditioned response to change. That can be a conditioned response to control. That can be a conditioned response to lots of different things. So I know as children it is a natural um, experience to get excited, to be excited about life. And when that is compromised, When that is not allowed to be expressed as excitement, it will turn to anxiety. And so under the surface, it has rerouted itself, and it's really excitement for something different, for something new, for something fresh, and you get excited about it, and now it creates anxiety. It's something different. It's change. We don't know about change. We, you know, and all these conditions start to show up. So what would it be like to allow a sense of anxiety about something to really be excitement again?
2: That's kind of like
3: reframing. Huh? Is it kind of like reframing
0: it? It's reframing. To me, it's reframing. Yeah,
3: Yeah, to me, I would use that word, reframing. And in noticing that it is really perhaps you know, excitement, and what would it be like to be excited? What would it be like to be excited about a new job? See, then you don't have anxiety about a new job, you have excitement about a new job, which is a wonderful shift for someone looking to manifest a new job, right? And so it is how we've organized stuff. And when you're in competing and you're oriented about accomplishing and all this, that generates anxiety a lot because it's about performance. And then i got to go through all that ritual and sensation and stuff. So excitement, which is a natural thing to feel, but how many people are doing that? Well, I can't notice my excitement because I'm too busy. <laughs> Or yeah. I get excited yeah. about being busy. And, you know, yeah. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Huh. so I read on some of your material, Janet, that you can do appointments with family members acting like a surrogate or mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. else. Mhm. What does that look like? How does that work?
3: Well, okay. So um, energy energy <laughs> we can see yeah. that, right um, mm-hmm. I don't have to be present uh, to the person in, in right here I can experience people in my field awareness right as consciousness so I can have a family member or a family member has a concern about someone and we can be, and the concerned family member can be across the country they don't need to be here at all I just have have the awareness to tune in to them and who is it that you're concerned about okay let me pull that up that energy you know we all have bandwidth we all have you know our sound waves and vibrations and resonances bouncing around out here and you can you can have the sensitivity to pick it up um, a lot of what that gets into is, you know, we have this artificial organization around permission um, and, you know, lawsuits and (laughs) invasion of privacy and all that kind of stuff as professional people, you know, and the rules and the boards and the licenses and all that kind of stuff. So we've created a huge, what I would call morphic field awareness of collective of stuff that now has has something to it that we all have to you know uh, be aware of so the person you know it's like okay what do you notice about them and what do I notice about them because I'm not running any interference that I can't see a lot of people you know they have all these boundaries around them that they've organized the sense of self and the other sense of self um, it's like okay does that work? <laughs> <laughs> is that helpful here? No, you know. Uh-huh. And I don't ever, you know, one thing I'm I'm very good at. Uh, I really watch this is not to tell people what to do, right? Because I appreciate I that, that we, we all come into our stuff, and a lot of us want to want someone to tell us what we already know but don't want to do, and and yes. it's like really do I have? To? Oh shit! Okay. You know uh-huh. my French. And That's it's okay. like you know, and a lot of psychics and intuitives and whatever words that you want to use for being able to access information in some realm or not. Um a lot of people hold, okay, I can I will tell you the future. I will tell you what to do. And most of that to me as I as I do my work as as consciousness is that um if your story doesn't change, it's very predictable. Someone else's story. You can observe for people and you can go, whoa, that's a plane crash waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, and because <laughs> you can see they're invested in it, that in the pattern, however it is, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, this is, we're all self-directed in that. You're totally entitled to what you've created yourself to be. I give you full responsibility to to create whatever mayhem, whatever love, whatever your experience of life is, because I appreciate that we're all responsible for self, right? We co-create. Now, that's that's where it gets interesting when people are co-creating experiences and how we help each other or dysfunctional or whatever it is because we're relationship-based information, so, you know. Does that answer that
0: question for
2: you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The
3: next question I was going to
2: ask you is because I've seen other shamans, you know, they label themselves as shamans and things like that, and then they'll say, well, I need to have asked permission
1: from yeah. that
2: person that you are concerned on, yeah. and that's just how they organize it.
3: Yeah. And yeah. then that, that I, you know, um, that tells me, they're in kind of a mindset about how they do the work. Now, I don't judge that because I'm not in that and to know that. Right. And right. it's really easy from the outside to make all kinds of assumptions. So I would just, in noticing that, um, what what's your rule set you're playing with? Information is free. <laughs> right? We tend to think <laughs> that we own it, but we don't. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Cause you yeah that's be- true. be you know, I do all these groups. I love my groups. I love my Zoom groups with all of us. We're all intuitive because we're all open to information, right? And, you know, you walk in there and you don't have secrets if you do that's okay that's just how you've organized your experience of it and i may get specific information or i may get a general f- information and all the other people are doing the same thing we're we're all looking at that information through our filters right and mm-hmm. there's nothing to hide when because we're not afraid and we may be, no matter how evolved we are or whatever we say we are, we certainly all have our blind spots and stuff in our organization. But it's um, it's always in a sense of respect. See, that's the important part. Um, how have you got it set up? Does this need to be kept private and hidden, et cetera? It's not that you go blabbing around to everybody what you notice, because that's just not professional. Um and you, we do know the out-of-context world that we live in these days. So much is taken out of context and, and yeah. made into something. And that's kind of something we've created. So we have to be responsible about what we've created in the world and go from there.
2: So is there higher
3: states of consciousness?
2: Is there vibration in consciousness? Is there such a thing as a lower state of consciousness, a middle state of consciousness, <laughs> kind of like Goldilocks, is <laughs> too hot, yeah, it's too cold, yeah. right? You know, so when we talk about yeah. higher states of consciousness, or is consciousness
3: just consciousness? Um, great question. In my experience, consciousness is a spectrum. So all kinds of things are there. Diversity is a plethora of diversity. Uh so it's uh I think we get confusion and if you've had metaphysical training and if you're uh astrophysicist and you know all these different uh explanations and language that are unique to the context, right? Yeah. And so yeah. confusion gets gets incredible. And I think we take old language that was in a certain context and we bring it forward and it meant something then. It's adapted and evolved into something now, but then it still might refer to the past. So I think there's tremendous confusion. I think what you notice is how um, you hold awareness. And that, that was an interesting term that when we talked the other day about holding awareness. Yeah. It's about the unfolding of the different information. So if you can think sequentially, which is one organizational, then you're going to get higher and lower. If you think spectrum and no point, then organization is maybe like all on the same plane. So you don't get a sense of higher or lower. You just get different sense of placement. And I think that's more what I'm aligned in, is that I not so much the layered, you know, the tier, the hierarchical, which i got to admit I think is more male-oriented um, uh-huh. because their status, they're they always, you know, they're organized a lot about what they have or don't have. And... Oh, that's one thing we might throw at Katie. <laughs> it's like, is she trying to be a better man than somebody? Um, you know, because women can get in that easily. You know, we get into that. But I think if if it's an even playing field, and so yeah. if, it, if it's a dimensionally like Spock playing three-level chess or five-level chess, and I never understood how he could play it that way when I watched Star Trek, was – that we are so dimensionally oriented, we tend to think we're, you know, two dimensional or three dimensional, and that's that's just the beginning of the, you know, of the of what is possible. So who are the people? I I'm just amazed
2: at how I like it. The consciousness is an even, it's a level field. It's a level yeah. field, and it's just field, Yeah, with, yeah, a placement <laughs> yeah. within the consciousness. So because when, your relation,
3: when you're relation-based, when you're yep. relation-based, you need to know where you are in relation to something else. That's why we have systems that are developed that way. It's about placement, because right. we want to know where we are in relation to that. So yep. that's the way huma- humans are organized. We come out of something. We're birthed. So we always have a, always have that starting place where we face the same direction as mother is out. The placenta forms, it develops, and then baby swings, you know, embryo swings around, and fetus is looking at mom and has that sense of, oh, other, hello, right, and that's cracks to to human form. Okay, I'm going to probably ask.
2: Uh, it would be a tough, for me, it would be a tough question, but I, I'm really learning a lot from you, Janet. I really am. So, <laughs> so, if a person says, I'm going to speak light language and I'm going to activate within you a dormancy and I'm going to wake up what is dormant within you, what mm-hmm. do you think that they're doing? Or is that just how they organize their work? I I mean like sometimes I would think if I'm consciousness, what can you download inside me? If I am pure consciousness, there's nothing to download in pure consciousness. Maybe to activate the dormancy. But so what what is all that?
3: Well, I think it's just how people have organized stuff. Um, and I think a lot of it is just is to the individual their reference or how they hold the world to be constructed right and um, when, when I hear language like that I can appreciate it I can appreciate what the dynamic might be I get to sense whether there's agenda there or what kind of agenda right um, if it's a power play that. I am going to make you do something. I have no interest in that because I appreciate that all is within me. They show up in my world and says, I will help to activate something in you is really in my own design. They're showing up as the one to do it because for some reason I've organized it that other can impress me. Wow. And I, and I, and that's what I look at. How have you got it organized? Most people are very unaware of how they have organized how they are in being. There is, and there's no judgment in that. Right? right. I listen to people tell me these things, and I go, that's really neat. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. You
2: do. I mean, I want to tell everybody that's how you handle things.
3: When things <laughs> come up in our Zoom
2: meetings, that's, you don't. You are like living in this non-judgmental thing, area, and you just go,
3: "Hmm, that's
2: interesting." Yeah,
3: really. <laughs> because I, you know, it's um, uh, it speaks to everybody's creativity, right? In being, yeah. who am I to ah. say what the hell that is? Right, uh-huh. I do have great tolerance i I will share that I do have great tolerance it's you know and it's and that also is i can hold i know where I come into that, you know, and my my humanity experience is a sense, but also when I look at when you know and i i don't you know it's very interesting how people have organized for whatever reasons and this is what always I'm looking at why why would you do something like that um is that being conscious and god and source and whatever your words might be is not something that I do or be on maybe sunday for for an hour during a sermon i live my life as consciousness yeah Now, I don't always live it where that is the awareness state, but it is such a thin veil that there is no difference between me and my professional or my personal life, right? Yeah. And we have got so much organized this way. I've heard that from so many people. Well, I can't, oh, really, because my groups are all about (laughs) being your authentic voice. You know, being able to be yourself as consciousness in an agreeable state. Now, I think that's something we could also speak to when we have time sometime, or maybe now, is that we can have, in our our internal world, set up about how we are in the world as consciousness, as spirit, as essence, as soul, as human and so many different variables can come into play. And one thing in might work is when we are in agreement, when we are in alignment with our own inner essence, when we're not yeah. holding agendas, because I think that's what happens, is that we've made religion into something. And I've got to say, I think it doesn't always serve us the way we've organized dogmas and the belief that to maintain those dogmas. They don't seem to update too well. Um, that um, we're compromised. We're compromised by being human. We're compromised by being. We're just compromised. So nobody's happy. See, I'm not into compromise because nobody's happy. And yeah. When you when you reach a state of compromise, everybody's willing. Oh, well, okay, we're gonna make it work. You know that doesn't mean you're happy about it. So right. giving up and being at détente or being at peace, those are all different stages. So you know I think we we have so much that we hold inside of us that is creating unclarity and. We can have what we think is showing up. I have a problem with having the job I want. Well, it really kind of breaks down to you don't like a lot of things about that, and you don't think you deserve on a lot of levels. And I don't love. I mean, you know, there's all this stuff that's underneath it yeah. that can be up. And uh, yeah, you know, it, isn't that fun? <laughs> This is what I wrote down when you just spoke. I'm
2: scribbling all over my pages. When I <laughs> when I am in agreement with my essence, I just circled that. I love those words. When I am in agreement with my true essence, yeah. Then is that where the true organization? Because then you are in peace. You're not like you said. You're not pushing
3: uh-huh right, right and Probably I don't not. do words I don't do words like surrender, <laughs> yeah that's right because those are giving in to something, and I'm like, well, if we're all equal here uh, <laughs> there's nothing to you you know there's nothing to surrender to, and when people use that word, it's a real okay, all right, they've got an organization there about uh hierarchy going on. And um, I don't surrender to God. I am God (laughs) in the way that it's manifesting, right? So I'm awakening to the God that's within me, right? And I don't even use the word God anymore because so many people have got so much morphic field resonance to that. And morphic field being unconscious and conscious beliefs like the urban myth that somehow take shape and now are real in some way. And we're in reaction to the morphic field as opposed to what is really going on. And you can't change morphic fields necessarily. You change how you relate to the morphic field. So the collective is going to have all this. We use language. We use language poorly, we have language that means the entirety of opposites in a word and I can't even remember what that kind of what that word is. And so when someone says something you frequently are in a different conversation with the person because the word triggered you and there's where you went. <laughs> and that wasn't what they meant at all, you know.
0: Mhm.
3: Mhm. Yeah, because
2: Christina Rose again, my teacher would say, How can you download that? If you're God, Janice, she not yeah. say to me. <laughs> well, okay.
3: So, so, yes, a lot of people have used the word download information or they, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, whatever. I started as a channel, right? So um, the channel was, oh, okay, I'm, there's not a whole lot of me and information comes in. And I realized I was directional in it. Okay, because we're so trained, it comes down from above, hits the pineal gland, blah, 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 works all the way down. And I went, well, that's directional, and that's really not what consciousness is. Consciousness is everywhere, everything. So it's multidirectional. It has no direction. It is everywhere. So you've got to give that up. And so consciousness was present before I informed myself, so it's already in me. Oh my so God! Nothing. Who comes to you? I mean, because
2: this—I mean, really, you—you—you you, you blow my directions. I mean, you really are amazing. And so, t- tell everybody what what kind of. First of all, you have a background. Do you have a background in psychology? No, I, I just I live that. with a
3: mental health therapist. Oh, you live with the well. That <laughs> my, my husband's a mental health therapist for years. Um, yes. y- you know, I'm—I'm I'm a, yeah. Um, I'm an energy empath. That—that's pretty. Yes. You know, I come out of metaphysical traditions because consciousness technologies weren't there yet. Um, so I'm 65 years old now. So when I started. It was like I'd just get information and I could put hands on people and, and you know, generate a lot of heat and they'd have a different experience and someone might call it healing. I don't call it healing anymore uh, because uh, that kind of limits it, right? And since we know that most physical stuff is really coming from other informational experiences, by the time it gets to a physical experience, it's already been mental and emotional and psychological and psychic and spiritual. So physical is the last place something registers. So in appreciating all that. So um, I sense energy and where it's coming from. And I look at words and I can take the energy apart. And I just notice bias like crazy. I can register pressures, and I can register directions, I guess, and stuff over the years it's gotten stronger. So I really kind of, metaphysicals were great place to start because I had all this, but it wasn't consistent. I had tremendous illness that I generated. <laughs> I was very creative from a very early age. And so so that put me in a realm of pain and, and in relation to my body and how it became the dictate of life. And there were no good answers. I had so many different things going on. So we're always looking for answers, right? And I'm as inquisitive and curious as the next person to... And so, you know, whatever you... Pursue is what gets bigger and bigger in your your your, your in your face. So um, just coming into the awareness, and I got into consciousness technologies when I was just in my late forties, and it was just starting to develop. And and um, worked with Grandmaster uh, Ewan in Ewan Method, and then that led to um, Matrix energetics, and I did that for several years, and everything along the way, because Western medicine really couldn't help. So I heard Deepak Chopra years ago when I was probably about 25, and he said some—he was just starting then, becoming known, and becoming known—and said something about if you change the cell, the programming in the cell, and I'm not remembering, but it's something like that, then you change the state of the cell and the health took me 25 years <laughs> to figure out how to do that. And it was in changing my mind of what I thought was real, and realizing that was the box that I needed to get out of, and that in changing how I thought and who I was, and I had great proof, because I was in a lot of pain and I had weird diseases, that um, everything started to change. And so I had to let go of what I thought was real and well studied. And by then I couldn't study anymore because my my poor brain was was having problems. But, you know, we all find our way some way. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Holy crap,
3: you're You're amazing. You know, you got to love your crap. (laughs) i mean mean, you created it right and i put value to everything you do you put value to absolutely everything
2: and and then i go okay
3: now now i can let go of that some way and somehow and you know yeah definitely yeah because we're all full of crap I was a
2: very creative child. I got sick right away. I'm very creative,
3: and I love
2: that. I mean, that's a, a different way, again, of reframing it, because when you own it, then you can create something else.
3: Totally. And also, yeah. you know, it's it's about enjoying what you've created. And that sounds very counterintuitive, right? And that sounds like, like self you know, you got to worry about self-sabotage and all this. And I'm like, you know, that's not helpful. Now, certainly <laughs> when I have a physical symptom and I'm compromised and I'm not walking around the block as I would like to, um, that doesn't mean I'm wrong. It's not about right or wrong. It's not right. about any of that. It's about being conscious right? and what that looks like and how... In having those, that experience takes me to another experience. It takes me to another moment. And I get to learn what being in a body is all about. And I'm not running from my experiences. I'm really kind of fearless about what I go through physically. Um, And it's because it's just, you know, one of many experiences. And I think we can get very wrapped up in meaning, and then we keep that generates a thought, and it generates another thought, and pretty soon that's all it's generating is no longer generating. It's just repeating the thought. Yeah. So it's a it's a major reorganization, Janice, that we we have available to us at any time. Yeah. And that is change the thought. Yeah. <laughs> and notice what you're thinking. You know, self-awareness yeah. is what's key to all this. What are you thinking? What's that quiet conversation? How many of us are talking to someone we're already in our head. We we are not really hearing anything new because we're running the old thinking, right? Right. And so right. I'm I pay attention to to my response. And I would offer this to anyone. If you have some issue that's challenging you, stop thinking, regroup, and notice what you just thought. And that will tell you what you're holding stuck. Mm. And reframe it. But appreciate that that's your awareness because you, you want to help yourself, right? Right. Mm-hmm. How do we help ourselves? Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, wow.
2: that's really, really interesting. And for me, helpful. For me, very helpful. Um, clients, the clients that come to you, do they come to you that want, to, like, what is your typical client? Why <laughs> would you come knocking? And maybe not have a typical client, but why would they come knocking on your door and
0: say, Janet,
3: I want an
2: appointment with you?
3: Well, I do have to admit I have less clients doing more groups. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, the thing of it is, you know, when you do this, is consciousness technologies are, are a different kind of organization with clients. Because you're challenging realities, and you're challenging realities for people that either want the reality to be different or they want it to be the same, and they say they want it to be different. And okay. so when something changes, they can often let go, right? And so yeah. they, 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 um, I have some clients that come see me once a year. I have some that come every six months. You know, they get something in their life that gets stuck, and they just need they need. They appreciate some support that, oh, that's creative. Is that getting you what you want? Well, let's see what what's possible. And that's kind of my approach with it. I'm really not too tied into dogmas or diagnosis. Um, no, you maybe. are not. Yeah. <laughs> and that can be helpful or not helpful, you know, because it just mm-hmm. depends on what your what your framework is. A lot of people say they want to hear the truth, and they don't. Yeah. Um, I don't fix or save anybody, so that puts me in a different category. I don't want people coming to me, and I don't have clients that come to me that want to be saved
0: mm-hmm.
3: because this is about you. This is about mm-hmm. me creating a space that says, Well, isn't this interesting? What do we want to look at? And um any change that happens is can be felt in the moment and is that person willing to be different with their stuff. Everybody's got stuff. If I'm not judging the stuff and a lot of people judge the stuff. And I'm like, nah, Well, what do you want to keep out of that? If we shift this over here and it's not for me to know the story and frequently, you know, people are all about their story because it's so impressive, right, in a horrendous kind of watching the accident kind of way, right? And you go, just a minute, as you keep that, you're generating more power to it. Now, if we pull all that power out of it, what happens to it? What if you use the power this way? what if you took that energy over here?
2: Mhm.
3: And and people realize, I think a lot of times, how we create our problems. Yeah. And I yeah. I have got to be honest, um, in all the years I've been doing this and working with people, people don't want to be bored. That comes <laughs> down to the bottom line. Consciousness yeah. gets bored entertain me, (laughs) tell me what's going on, ooh, I love that, you lost your leg, you lost your (laughs) brother, that's interesting, I can do something with that, you know, if you just sit behind your desk, keep your head down, consciousness is going to really go, really, well, we need (laughs) to shake this up, and there goes the building, or, oh, all right, when they're ready, we'll be here, you know, I mean, it's about boredom, they don't want to be bored, (laughs) And I'm to laughing. own that, is so true. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, and 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 bless, you know. I mean, life is challenging enough, <laughs> and, but maybe not. I mean, obviously uh-huh. not. But uh-huh. you know, because I have people that have come and they've got horrendous stories, and and I don't say that lightly. I appreciate. But, but And I have great compassion. And that's one thing in my own story. My being and dealing with the body affords me great compassion for other people. And um, compassion is being able to witness and appreciate and allow all at the same time. Didn't you think? When we're compassionate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know yeah um I can't judge another. I would never judge another because I know yeah. what i what it takes in me just to be upright sometimes or to 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 have a thought or to get someplace to have a breath you know yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah. well, my love, where can the people who want to go into boredom? <laughs> understand consciousness, uh-huh. um, how can they get a hold of you to have this type of conversation with you? Okay. Consciousness,
3: um, technology. I, yeah, they can contact me through my website is probably a good way to do that. And that would be com. And then... My email address is Janet, the letter B, or Barrett,
0: <laughs> <JanetB>
3: <laughs> Janet B, at JanetandBeyond And one of those two ways, you'll you'll get a hold of me.
2: Okay. Well, we will certainly put up on our website as well for any of you listeners who have been listening to this and find it. As fascinating as i have and (laughs) you certainly have opened some planetary eyes and i don't say this very often but for you i i say if this was only for me it
1: was good because
2: i found it so incredibly
3: fascinating and and thank you Um,
1: thank you thank you for what
3: you do it's not oh, like you're the you, first time around the block. You got some things yeah. under your belt. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, and I do want to share with Janet. people about my podcast because we've got two Absolutely. episodes with you that are on there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's Journeys into Enlightenment with Janet. And you can find that at my website, and they'll be there under the media thing. And I we just did uh, recently two episodes with Janice about oneness and the male female directives. In the one episode, and then in the second one was the no blame game, and what that would be like if you get your male female directives in both of us talking and engaging. Um, first thing that's gotta go is the blame, and what that's oh, like sure. and we had that wonderful whole openo pono pono experience, and that will change people. I have no doubt about it when they when they you know listen in and be part of that, yeah.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the program. What a delight. I wish I was this easy with everyone that I have on the program. What a delight. Also joyous. I love the joy.
3: Yeah. Um, Well, see, that's always present. And, you know, I think that's the natural thing is that if you can laugh at yourself, that's really consciousness, uh, you know, enjoying itself, right? Well, you saw that I was acting a little goofy on the Zoom meeting. Because <laughs> okay, I was
2: kind of in this high spiritual, spirited right. consciousness at the time. Oh you yeah. think, well let's, let's just be together, shall we? And everybody <laughs> kind of stares, like, "How do you do that?" But I'm learning how to be with you, kid. Yeah.
3: Uh, so I. Oh, and that's true. I do offer the Zoom group for uh, people—a different group than our group. But I do offer that uh once a week, and if you have video conferencing, you can join our group and that's for people that um, are looking to explore being conscious and in small groups and you get to see each other and uh we we go where we go as as being and Let it unfold because you do feel change in the moment. So that's one thing I ask everyone is to notice right in this moment if things feel a little different. Because we're so busy, sometimes we don't notice when things have happened. And that's one thing that does is that we do change in the moment and we can change back in another moment. So we do want to build into our rule sets that we can have profound change happen at any time and it can be enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Right. right. Not to fear change, change is good, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Thank you so much. I know that you've got to go and be uh, ready for being in a group that you're going to be in
3: tonight. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I wanna I'm, wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. It's a it's a great yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot to be grateful for. Be grateful for your breath. <laughs> be grateful for your heartbeat. And if you start there and then you be grateful for the breath that goes through the heart and circles around and comes back out into a wonderful movie strip of energy flow. And then when you are with all those people over there who you think you know in some shape or form, and you just let go of what you think you know about that shape and form and just notice the breath through the heart with them, it might set up a different Thanksgiving experience. Hmm. Yeah, because, you know, we're always in our stories, Janice. And the stories serve in some ways, but they don't in others. They are an evolving story. Right? It's yeah. not written it's not written in stone. And that's what people have to realize that that was a moment and it was another moment and it was in the past. And in this moment being present you got a fresh slate. Mhm. Yeah. It's Thank funny, you, so you, much, remind, me, you yeah.
2: remind me so much of a, a teacher that I work with. Her name is Deborah Schubert, and she says, I lose clients all the time. <laughs>
0: because
2: she goes, oh, well, you're just in your story. That's, that's, that's just a story. Yeah, And they want to help get getting out of the story, and then she'll say, well, then get out of the story. oh (laughs) oh, yeah
3: yeah (laughs) you need another good I lose
2: clients all the time because I don't fix
3: them (laughs) well see that's yeah that's it Um, and a lot of people that's their comfort zone right and I don't fault that I think that's poor parenting (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. I
3: I think we're poorly emotionally trained I don't think we have a lot of focus on that. We we have school learning, but what do we learn in school, right? So we don't deal with emotions and and I and you know, I uh, an act of sex may make a child, but it doesn't make a parent, you know, and what we would like to think is parenting and good parenting. Um and to take responsibility for another in as a child is a huge responsibility that we think is supposed to be natural and I don't know that it always is right and right. um it takes a lot of courage to show up every day and we don't get it valued that way you know how many days did you want to stay home in bed with a you know sheet over your head and not come out but you did yeah and then there are some who don't you know and then there's that so so Life is just this immense pleasure, and no matter what you're experiencing, if you can be quiet to that center, you can you can feel that you can feel that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well,
2: yes, yeah, I could go on and on with you, kid. I love you. (laughs)
3: you. Well, I got another ten minutes if you want. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear anyone out there yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I do have local groups here in Portland. So if anyone's in the Portland, Oregon area, and uh, Tuesday nights from seven to nine, you can follow them on Meetup or something like that. Dot com. But um, yeah, I we share. I share with people how easy it is to do this, and uh, whatever your background, I think a lot of stuff is about reclassifying, you know, unfortunately I think a lot of metaphysical energies are encoded in a negative uh, um, as part of the whole, right, and we've got so much material, movies, projections, books, etc., that have got being able to be mystical and paying attention, and we call it intuitive and psychic and all that, is really framed within a negative framework. You know, you see the dead, you talk to the... Whatever it is. And that's just a bunch of Mm projection. And if you have a rule set that says, I can easily be frightened by what I know, I can easily be frightened by what I don't know, then you're going to get that kind of an outcome. But I don't see how recognizing one's innate ability as consciousness, as being, accessing all kinds of information, could be a negative. And I think we need to reframe that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I think we, we have to look at what we put out and produce as a reflection of our internal experience. So if you're fear-driven inside or you're playing on someone's fears and it's manifesting outside, then it's going to manifest outside and show up as reality. And in the morphic resonance that we have a shared genetic memory, everybody's on that vibe link. And so now right. it manifests. And we've created that reality. And people go, how did I get here? And it's like, well, your neighbor over there is pretty shaking in their boots and the neighbor that's 3 stories streets over is shaking. And you know that place on the other side of the earth, they're shaking in their boots too. So why wouldn't you shake, right? And you really have to be paying attention. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the key. That
2: whole thing of awareness. awareness, awareness, awareness.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Interesting. Yeah. It can't. It can't. You know, I just don't have it in me to feel bad for holding awareness. Yeah. <laughs> That's right mm-hmm. it's just not there, and you know it's within all of us if we so choose to access it, you know and see it's it's appreciating our natural innate abilities because yeah. we have our senses, we can touch, we can feel, we can hear, we can be clear cognitive where we know without having to validate or justify um, and then those have a broader bandwidth. And so then that's the intuitive level where you're tracking information that you can't see or feel or touch, which is just as real, the stuff between the hands, right? And then Mm -hmm. you have a bigger opening and you realize that consciousness is a state and is also a sense. Time and space are senses. They're malleable. And everything is a sensory experience, but perhaps on a level that you don't hold awareness of yeah. and And some people are really tuned in to that kind of information, and some are tuned into that kind of information and We're trying to compare things there's nothing to compare; it's all in part of the spectrum and um But we're looking to know who we are and where we are, and how being in a body is not user friendly. And I'd have to say, a lot of my awareness with people is that they don't like being in a body, they think it's a lack of freedom. And I'm totally, and their trauma set up their active window of intuitive information, right? And so. Mm They're in distress about being in a body. So that self is in reaction to essence. And how we hold that all together is really who defines who we are. And so I don't judge because I was like, hmm, well, there it is. That's their truth. And what people call truth is not often truth. It's what they assumed the truth be or what they believe it to be. But it's not. It's it so it just creates unclarity and people are making choices, having the wrong conversations and creating discourse that didn't need to be there but it is so so what do we do with it, right? But if you don't know you're bleeding, you can't stop the bleeding.
0: Mhm.
3: You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting
2: when you say, so when a person doesn't like being in their body,
3: mm-hmm.
0: because the
2: thing that I'm hearing, well, you're neither here nor there, you're everywhere.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So when a person says, I don't like being here,
3: and I'm mm-hmm.
0: hearing
2: something, it is not here nor there, because we are everywhere. Right. So where is
3: there to go? what where <laughs> is is in this the is relation to self that. yeah right. it's in the relation to self and yeah. so the self is a disappointment the self is painful they've organized that their way they're going to relate to being alive is pain it is not a pain free state because we know how so many people enjoy the alternate reality or experience the bliss The bliss is not out there, though we have a sense that we're here. The bliss, because consciousness is within us, we have to reorganize ourselves and go, there's the moment, there's the bliss, there's the moment, there's the bliss, is within me. I don't need to go out of my body. I had to go out of my perception of self is what we got out of the story that says life is a, Life is horrible. And yeah. I didn't know life was horrible till I had this accident and I had to be unconscious for the next three years, right? That's yeah. about as clear a signal that something was going on because I'm not into random. I'm not into random at all. I think random is really something you haven't noticed. And whoo, mm-hmm. there it just came into awareness, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. and I because we we create our our story and our environment and um you know it's just how you're going to organize. So we're always responsible. Always. I don't care what it looks like, what it seems like. You are you you're it. And yeah. everything is an outward manifestation from that. And it is seamless in that how you navigate in between it and you, and you, and it, and whatever it is. Consciousness is non-definable, right? We'll call it being. So the state of being is always there. The sense of being is always there. It's just how you relate to it, and you're covering it up. We're in disguise. Mm -hmm. We're all in disguise. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I love that word. disguise.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, once
2: again, I just thank you so much, Janice, you going to thank you let very everyone much. know about you. And I look forward to our next Zoom meeting so I can just okay. be in the energy with you while I'm be I'll be with the energy with you every place where
0: you are at. Um, oh,
3: how <laughs> wonderful. You know, Janice, because you, you've got that oneness thing down, you know. I do. That field, field, it's lovely to interact with you. Your guests are always privileged, and it's an honor to be with you in this space, whatever this is. And I'm sure your clients are just happy little people, even if they don't know it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That is right. That is right. That's right. That's
3: my attitude, and I'm sticking with it. (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> thank you dear
3: okay. yes, you too have a happy happy Thanksgiving my love you too I'll look forward to talking to you later and good night okay, everyone bye-bye. or or whatever time you're in it was a delight to be with all of you thank you <laughs> All right. bye bye
2: and that was a wrap with Janet I want you to know that she is the fascinating woman. I'm sure that you could tell by the interview. Fascinating. And she is a consciousness educator. I mean, she educated me so very, very much. So I want to put out uh, another thank you, thank you, thank you to her. Next month, which is going to be the month of December, we will be with Pamela Cuccinelli. It was a last name that I'm able to pronounce, Pamela Cuccinelli. And how we got Pamela on the program as she had this marvelous article in the edge, and I read it and thought I love her heart. So, what I did is I emailed her and asked her if she would be on the program. And of course, anybody with heart says yes. So, Pamela is a life destiny coach, uh, she is involved with intuitive arts, insight guidance. She is an astrologer and considers herself a tarot maven, M a I don't even know what that is, but we will find out uh, what that is when she comes. So said the tool of astrology allows her to interrupt cycles here on Earth. Isn't that fascinating? Pamela is a seventh generation, wow, Reiki master, she is certified in astrological consulting. She owns and she operates Sunburst Oasis, a deeply loved wellness and metaphysical service center in New York City. She lives in New York. So we're going to all the way over in our consciousness to where she is. She lives in New York City with her husband and a daughter. We'll be talking to her about what we can look forward to in the new year of 2020, and that's why it's going to be so incredibly fascinating. So please join me uh, next month, the last Tuesday, and uh, at 7 p.m., and we will have that aired. Pamela Cuccinelli. I also want to let everyone know that we had said on our last radio show we are giving a discount, star gathering. June the 13th and 14th in the year of 2020 we are going to give a $20 discount for a fascinating spectacular event. We have Caroline Oceana Ryan, which many of you know, Derek Duncan, who is a certified uh, beautiful being of white light, a star being that's here up on the planet. Uh, That will help us with light language. He talks to Satchquatch. He brings in that energy. Shirley B, who is a wizard with the energetics and activation, uh, he numbers. She is a wow person. The Chinos, which I have come to um, know through Garrett Duncan and some of the people who traveled to see Garrett, that the Chinos do this absolutely wonderful galactic. Uh, bath, uh sound bath over uh, people and over the whole body of people who are coming. And Yvonne Perry, who I had on the program last month, who is all about walk-ins and is a multiple walk-in and describes that scenario and that phenomenon to achieve. So this is all star booms as well as walk-ins to June 13th and 14th, 2020, Uh, you can sign up now. And the whole two days of all of these fantastic speakers is going to be $202, $202 if you sign up for this dynamic event. So all you need to do is call us at 507-386-1242. I have to check a little bit because I always get that number wrong. and It's my number at the Hope Interface Center. All you have to do is call up 507-386-1242 or you can go to thehopeinterfaithcenter.com slash stargathering and sign up. Uh, uh, it will go quickly, so come and join us, come and join us. It has been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time being with you. We would not be on the air without our listeners, so I appreciate you all. So as we go off the air, I am going to wish you a happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. And this is one of the um, songs that we have sung here at the Hope and Faith Center, and I'm just going to read it to you. As you go on your way, may God go with you. May God go before you to show you the way. May God go behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over you, and within you
0: to give you peace. Namaste,
2: everyone. Until we meet again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Namaste, namaste, namaste.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind, be gentle, be loving, be true.